Welcome virtual entrepreneurs, millennials on the go, and adventure seekers with big dreams. You found the right place. My name is Alexis Teichmiller, a millennial, lifestyle blogger, and digital creative. The Laptop Lifestyle is designed to inspire, educate, and challenge you to live the life you want every day. Together, let's unlock how to live the laptop lifestyle to the fullest. What up, Laptop Lifestylers? It is your host, Alexis Teichmiller here, and I am so pumped to bring you this special guest. His name is Brandon Wynn. Brandon is an international gold medal athlete, a men's senior national gymnastics team member, Olympic trial competitor, and online fitness entrepreneur. I had the pleasure of meeting Brandon at the Summit of Greatness in Columbus, Ohio. We immediately hit it off gushing and nerding out about marketing and how to be a successful online entrepreneur. This kid has got it going on. He is building some incredible things, and I am stoked to have him on the show. Hey, Brandon, how's it going? It is going so great. How are you doing today? Good, good. I'm so excited to have you on the show. And I gave you, I gave a bit of an intro to you, but I would love for you to tell me your story and how you got started in gymnastics. Because I know that's something that usually starts whenever you're like two, right? Yeah. So um, it's definitely an interesting story. I started at seven years old and um, originally from New Jersey. And it was kind of a, a bit of a bumpy road in the very beginning. I was definitely bottom of the pack. Um, and then as I came up to about 13, 14 years old, I decided to stop going to public school and really focus on gymnastics full time. So I started training twice a day at that point, And I was homeschooling. I actually kind of put together a combination of high school and college courses so I could get my high school diploma and be further ahead in college. And I ended up getting recruited to Ohio State. Um, I wasn't a full scholarship athlete originally when I was recruited and kind of just worked my butt off and ended up being a full scholarship athlete. And as my college career ended, I had six All-Americans. I was a two-time NCAA champion, two-time Big Ten champion. Um, I've been on the U.S. national team for the past seven years, and I'm the current captain. And I've been on three world championship teams. I'm one of two gymnasts ever to win a medal on the still rings at a world or Olympic competition. So um, now my career is kind of winding down and I'm moving on. And like you mentioned to everybody, I'm an online fitness entrepreneur and I am so excited for my future. I love that you are just crushing it. And the fact that you, I mean, you're a very disciplined person. Everything that you've accomplished, everything that you've worked so hard for, happened for you and you got to see that come to life several times in different medals and different accomplishments. Speak to what it's like to be a professional athlete because I know that takes a lot of discipline. I myself struggle with discipline a lot. So how do you stay disciplined? It's it's a really good question and it's actually the most common thing people ask me all the time. But I think it's kind of like anything else. You really just identify the variables that may make you successful. And you repeat them and refine them over and over again. For me, early on, um, there were certain things that I was good at that people in my field or my competition was not. I was always able to work harder than everybody else. I was able to pay attention to the variables outside the gym, which was nutrition, 
um, re rehab and recovery. Those are really big, but you know, they're really my bread and butter. And I think, you know, kind of in my industry, but what's important for anybody to understand is you have to know what you're good at and you have to know what makes you valuable. And once you can understand that, you need to make sure you're taking care of those things in your life. So I identified mine pretty early on and I've really stuck with them and used those strengths in a lot of different facets of life at, at this point. So what would you say your biggest strengths are? Um, I would say my biggest strengths are uh, my nutritional approach and my work ethic. I think that is absolutely hands down my go-to. You know, the way I look at it and everybody always asks me about my motivation and how I get up and work out, you know, all day, every day or, or whatever it is. But, you know, I talk about sacrifice and everybody asks me, well, how do you make that sacrifice? And how do you tell yourself that that sacrifice is worth it? You know, what if you get to the end of the day and you didn't accomplish your goal? And I always give the same advice to everybody. If you could look at the end of the road and say, I'm here, I didn't accomplish what I wanted to, but if I look back, I would want to live every single day the same exact way that I already did. If you can say that with full confidence, then you're really not making a sacrifice. And that's what I believe. You know, everything that it takes for me to be an elite athlete and the other successes that I had in my life, I really enjoy those things. I appreciate the opportunity to be able to get up every single day, do what I love. I appreciate the opportunity to have struggle and try to overcome those struggles and improve those things are what I'm passionate about in life. So I really stopped looking at things as far as sacrifices and really looking at them as opportunities to improve and then be happy throughout that process. What a mindset shift. Because instead of looking at things in a negative lens of being a sacrifice, you see them as opportunities to improve and get better, which at the end of the day gets you one step closer to your end goal. Really and so... How does that discipline help you be a better entrepreneur too? Because I would think, especially in the creative space, the creative entrepreneurs, we are so excited about building something and creating something that we might lack discipline in that process of actually working on the business side of things. So speak to me a bit about the discipline it takes to not just create, but then to also work on the processes of your business? Good question. You know, I think one of the most important things is to come up with a timeline that you feel is realistic that you that you can follow and to always remember that there are certain stepping stones that are absolutely necessary and essential for success and you have to reach them. You know, I come across a lot of people that have amazing ideas, really creative, um, and they have some of the best ideas that I've ever heard in their industry and they tell me why it's going to be so unique and I always say the same thing, and it's, you know, a great idea with a bad plan will always lose to a bad idea with a great plan. And that's just the fact, because without the plan, that's the fuel for success. And if you don't have that fuel, you can never get to the finish line. So be creative, set, a, set aside time to be creative and, and enjoy that. But then also, more than 50% of the time, set a timeline saying, I need to accomplish this by this point and this by this point. And just remember that the scoreboard or the results that you're watching, that's really the only true judge of how far along you're really getting. So that timeline, making sure you're meeting those, those different deadlines and hold yourself accountable to what you need to do to get there. I've used that in my athletic career, my entrepreneurial career. And, you know, that one piece of advice has really given me the most amount of success. What about someone who has, a, like, like you said, they have a lot of great ideas. They don't know how to implement anything. How do they start setting small goals that feed into a bigger goal? Because I think sometimes 
we see the end goal, we see what we would like to have, but we really don't know what's going to take to get us from point A to point B. How do you define those smaller goals, make that plan to then work towards that larger end goal? There's really two ways to approach it. And I see people that successful people do it many different ways. The way I like to do it is I always like to work backwards. So I know where I am today. I know my current situation and I know where I want to be. So if I look at the end goal and say, this is where I need to be. Well, to get to that goal, what would I need? So I take one step back. Well, do I have that? No. So then I take one step back. Well, have I reached this different platform? No. Then I take one step back and I really work backwards until I hit the point. Well, this is reality. This is where I'm at today. And now I've really paved that path because one of the biggest mistakes I see people make is they always listen to people and that are telling them, okay, you need to take this next step. You're in this position. Anybody in this position needs to take this next step. But if you're taking that next step and you can't make the mental connection or you can't see through that step on how it's the most efficient way to get you to where you need to be, it's never going to be effective. And there's so many different pieces of advice you can give people in so many different areas. But really, if it's not really efficient to reaching that goal, it's not going to be important and it's not going to be helpful. So I always work backwards. I'll give you an example in my athletic career. Um, when I really made a, a big jump, I just identified and I said, well, I want to be a U.S. national team member. You know, I want to represent the United States in international competition. So that's the end goal. Well, what do I need to do to get there? Well, I need to find a spot on the team where I can fill a void. Okay, well, what's that spot? That spot could be rings, for an example. Well, I need to get good at rings. Well, I'm not good at rings yet. So how do I get good at rings? <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? So really when you work yeah, backwards, yeah. you can find that clear path. But when you look at your situation and you don't have your end goal in sight, or you're at least not reminding yourself of that end goal every single day, you'll get lost in the process. So look at the end goal, take tangible steps backwards and start from there. I love that advice. I don't think I've ever quite heard it laid out like that. And that is so actionable because one of my biggest goals that I want to achieve before I'm 30 years old is I want to be a New York Times bestselling author. Okay. So what's that going to take? Let me take a step back. Have I written a book yet? No. <laughs> so I, I love that because that's so actionable. So thank you very much for sharing yeah. that. That is incredible. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that on myself, on my big goals. But something that you said that really sparked a question in me is you said that there's a lot of advice out there. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people telling you different things to do at different times of your life if you want to achieve X, Y, Z or make this much money. Can you, can you tell me how do you filter out that advice? Because sometimes, especially in the online entrepreneur space, there's so much advice, there's so many books, there's so many podcasts. How do you actually filter out the voices that you need to listen? This is a good question for me specifically because this has had to this is something <laughs> I've really had to overcome because I've I'm lucky, you know, I have a lot of great successful people in my life and I've heard so many different things from so many different people. And when I was younger, I was the kind of guy that I could have one life path, you know, I'm definitely going to do this. And I hear one thing from somebody else and my mind completely changes. And I know everybody can relate <laughs> to that because it's easy to see value in a lot of different situations. The one piece of advice that I've had to give, give myself and I've given others and it seems to be pretty successful. If you truly believe in yourself and you believe that in whatever industry you are, you're going to be able to fill a void for specific pain points 
in people that just need information or they need a way to accomplish a certain thing. If you believe in yourself that you can actually do that, you need to listen to yourself. There's certain advice is going to speak to you and certain advice is not. And the advice that doesn't speak to you, you might try to make a case on why it's valid. You know, you might look at the positive things about it. But if it doesn't speak to you, it's probably not your course. And I've realized that. I've always tried to, you know, as a young guy, adapt some of the techniques of others. And what I've really have to had to come to realize on my own is I have certain strengths and certain ways that I operate and I need to stay within my wheelhouse. And that's how those pieces of advice are going to be most effective. And that's how I've been operating um, in the past couple of years. It's brought me so much more success because I really look at, you know, certain ideas and say, this is something that's doable by me. This is relatable. This fits right into what I already believe I'm going to use this as a tool. And when something else comes across and I say, well, that's great. And I understand why that can be successful, but it absolutely does not fit the way that I operate. And I appreciate the advice. (laughs) And then I move on. Obviously I say that in my head, I don't want to be disrespectful, but that's absolutely my approach. You know, you need to take the information that's applicable, great advice, use it and then move on. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something that you have to define on your own first before you give a microphone to other people in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't always allow every single person to have a, div- a divine impact in your life because then you're so malleable and you are, you know, you can be swayed and go in di- different directions all the time that you question like what you're actually doing because you just keep listening to everybody else around you versus deciding what it is that you actually want and what it is that you are actually working towards. Exactly. So right now you are an online entrepreneur specifically in the fitness industry, mm-hmm. but you kind of redefined your career from a professional athlete and switched into this online entrepreneur role. So how difficult was it for you as, you know, the gym, the gymnastics professional athlete career has kind of slowed down as you mentioned earlier. How difficult of a transition was that? And then what advice would you give to somebody who's making a switch in their life and career and and kind of the challenges that can come along with that? Yeah. Um, well, it was really difficult at first and still is, and it, it always will be. You know, there's always going to be problems and certain obstacles you need to overcome. Um, but where I'm at today and, and how things have been developing is I really try to look at what I'm good at and what has made me successful in other areas of life. And when I really exploit those certain variables, and like we talked about earlier, you know, it could be work ethic and it can be paying attention to the variables that are within my control and letting go with the variables that are not, you know, being able to divide my attention in that way and really stay focused, that's what made me a good gymnast. So the question is, you know, how can I use those strengths in the new part of my life? And I really feel that I'm kind of coming into my own. And like we said, we really want to stick to what we know, what we're good at. Obviously, we want to expand and grow, but we need to stay within our wheelhouse. So, you know, my piece of advice would be always follow your passion. I know it sounds cliche, but it really is true. Um, I know a lot of people that have a lot of well-rounded skills in a lot of different areas, and they feel really divided. They don't know what to do. And they always tell me the same thing. You know, they always say, well, I could do this great and then I could do this great as well and I I don't know what to choose. But there's always going to be something that speaks to you more than the other. You just have to try to listen harder. And that's something that I've always realized. I've been in certain situations and worked with certain clients in my experience that have really moved me. 
You know, I know that they move me because I'm thinking about them and their situation all the time. And when they start, you know, consuming my mind and they, you know, I could even have dreams about them or whatever, I know that's a real passion spot in my life. And that's always going to be something or an area that I'm going to want to be involved in. So as cliche as it may sound, you have to follow your passion because in the end of the day, that's what's going to help you get up every single morning and find that motivation to keep going. So that's the extra fuel that you need. It's not an easy road, but it's always worth it. Waking up every single day trying to be the best version of yourself is absolutely the best way to live. I wholeheartedly believe that, and there's really no way around it. So I wouldn't want it any other way. I embrace the struggle. I actually appreciate the struggle because that means what I'm chasing has value. So that's the way I look at it, and I try to approach it every single day like that. Amen, brother. I love that. Embracing the struggle because that's what is showing you that what you are creating has value. Mm -hmm. So how, how do you stay so motivated? Like you've got the passion, you're going after your end goal, you're building this online fitness empire. What daily things do you do that give you that motivation and that inspire you though? So, so I really look at why I'm doing what I'm doing. And there's a lot of different reasons. You know, a lot of people look at monetary compensation as the strongest way to motivate somebody, but I I don't believe that that's true. I think it's up there, but I always think that there's other things deep down inside that are more motivating. And if you don't believe that, I think you just haven't found it yet. So what really motivates me to get up and make a change is because I actually want to help a group of people. Um, To get into a bit more detail of what I do specifically, is I create different training and nutrition plans for people of different fitness abilities and technical level all over the world. Um, I've trained other professional athletes, other gymnasts from different countries. I've really worked with a wide range of just about everybody. And it feels good to me to see other people feel empowered, feel like they're making a difference in their life, and see how those people can influence other people. I have to give you an example right now. I'm working with one client Um, and she was at a point in her life where she felt like she had no answer. Um, she had been struggling with health and her weight, her entire life. Didn't think that there was any way that she could get out of that. You know, we've been working together for about four weeks now and she's seen more progress in the past four weeks than he she has seen in her entire life. And not only is she happy from that progress, her mindset is different. She's actually influenced a friend that lives all the way across the country to hold each other accountable to do this with her. Um, She's influenced different diet changes within her household. So when I can see how big of a change that can make, that's what I chase. Obviously, you know, the monetary compensation is something that we all feel that we need in our lives, but the real fulfillment comes from us understanding ourselves. And I know that's what I love. So, uh, you know, I just, I challenge anybody out there trying to figure out what they want to do and how they can find motivation is really figure out what you love, you know, sit down and just try to take some quiet time to listen to what speaks to you the most. And that is absolutely the path that's going to bring you everything you want. I try to remember that every day, even when it gets hard, you know, sounds like you're passionate about the transformation. I really love, you love seeing the transformation in other people's lives through their health and their fitness and the changes that they're making you know, in their circle and in their tribe. So it sounds like feeling fulfilled is extremely important to you in the work and in the work that you do. And I believe that why become an entrepreneur? Why go through all of the challenges if you aren't even going to feel fulfilled in the work that you do? Why work at all 
if if you're not going to feel fulfilled. So speak to that a little bit because I've had jobs where I haven't felt fulfilled. I wasn't really sure what I was doing. I just knew that this was the quote unquote path that I should be on. And have you ever felt that way? And then how do you make sure that you are feeling fulfilled as well as helping other people feel fulfilled? Yeah, I've definitely felt that way before. You know, what I try to remember is, you know, value, whether you're looking at um, value within yourself, value within others, it's always created by margins. And, and really, how large that margin is, is how big of a value you're creating. So, you know, I, I ask people all the time that have a job, they make enough money that directly offsets the cost in their life. Their job's not emotionally fulfilling. It's not serving any other purpose, except for the fact that they can offset their way of living that they describe to me as mediocre. You know, and I asked them, how are you creating margin in your life? And, you know, without that margin, how are you creating value? Because you could do the same thing over and over and over again. And in 10 years, you still have a job that directly offsets what you're, what you're living. And you haven't created any kind of emotional margin or a financial margin that can help you scale down your workload in the future to open up doors to other opportunities. You're not creating margin. So I really try to look at it like that. And I try to say, you know, we have 24 hours in the day. What's the most efficient way I can utilize these 24 hours to create the most amount of overall margin? And for me, it's emotional fulfillment. Um, It's reaching a, a group of people. And it's employing a system, a workout system, and creating a community where I can create a financial situation where I can take that money and build this empire. And this empire is going to be able to reach thousands, hopefully hundreds of thousands, maybe millions one day. That is the most amount of margin I feel like I can create in my time. And that's the way I perceive value. You mentioned something earlier that I thought was really great. I wanted to go back to it, but we get, we got a little bit carried away. You talked about... Oh, that's okay. Go ahead. Yeah, no, you talked about people... Um, being so interchangeable by different advice and you know they're able to adapt kind of into whoever um whoever they're speaking with at the time that's the definition of devaluing that's definitely the definition of creating less value right so the value is created in difference and and we know that you know as good as you are in your specific market when you can fill a need that nobody else has ever filled in their entire lives that's what value is and it's the fact that you're so different is what keeps you valuable and that's why you need to be you and when you're interchangeable and you're blendable and you can turn into everybody else you beca- you become one of the mass right and then when you're one of the mass your individual value decreases so that's kind of all plays back into creating those margins and being the individual that you love and i really feel like in any facet of life that's the best advice anybody could get So I try to follow that every day. Great advice, great mindset. And after I met you at the Summit of Greatness, I knew that you were going to be this, like I knew that you were this inspiration. And I can already see over the last couple of weeks that you've been a huge inspiration for me. I love following you on Instagram because your captions, the way that you motivate people and, and engage with your audience is so inspiring. And I'd love for you to share how you use that social platform, specifically Instagram, how you use that to build a movement and how you use that social proof and that social engagement to build your online business. Yeah, so obviously social media is a really, really valuable tool. Um, It's valuable because you can create a following and that following is genuine. 
Um, I think that's one of the, the aspects that's most overlooked is you want to create a following that really does fit your niche because you want the products that you're creating or at least the message that you're delivering to really hit home. People choose to follow you because they like what you're posting. And if they don't, they can unfollow you. It's, it's, it's one of the most accurate ways to really judge your market. So what I try to do is I try to post what's close to me. And when people like it and they interact, I always try to interact back. You know, I try to always answer questions and, and get people involved. When you get interaction on your page like that, you can start to create a community. And when that community grows, people want to pull other like-minded people in. I'll give you an example. Um, I actually had a follower a couple years ago that used to always comment on my pictures or comment on my posts, and they had some great specific stuff to say. We started a little bit of a dialogue back and forth. They got to know me a little bit better. I got to know them a little bit better. Um, since then, so they're a teacher at a school. Since then, they've actually had their entire group of people that they work with. They're now part of my following as well. We all interact, you know, not so regularly anymore, but it all kind of pulled together because they're all like-minded. So I think it really comes back to being true to who you are. Um, and then when you build that following, you really know the products that are going to hit home for your, for your client base. And that's the most important thing. You don't want to build a product that isn't relevant and it doesn't fulfill the pain points of your audience. So find what your audience is, have that audience be relevant, and have your product really, really solve a need. So speaking of products, you are building, you already have online courses. I do. But you are in the process of, and I want to talk about this right now because this is something that you and I on the side are are talking about a lot is building your online products and membership sites and things like that. And this is such a unique time for you right now because your business is about to transform, you know, and take and take it up a notch. And so I'd love for you to talk about the fear that surrounds that change, as well as embracing the challenges of things that you don't know. And instead of running away, pushing through. So what I'm actually working on most recently is I'm creating a boot camp. And the boot camp is basically a 30-day full information session where you have complete guidance through your workouts, you have nutritional guidance, and it really walks you through the process, and you're supported by a community. You're supported by me, you're supported by some of my teammates, and you're supported by a community. So the boot camp is based off of principles that I have learned um, throughout my athletic career, and the opportunities that I have had to interview and come across other Olympic champions, world-class athletes, some of the most well-known, best coaches in the entire world. I've always been a student of everybody. I think that's an important thing. No matter where you get in your life, there can always be value that can be had from anybody. Any kind of conversation, you can learn something. So um, actually, this is a boot camp that I'm doing with one of my teammates. But basically, we're pouring all the principles that we've ever known, that we've ever used, and that have really turned our lives around from a fitness perspective and we're putting that together into a product and we're offering out you know to anybody that wants to join so that is a little bit out of our wheelhouse it's not as far as the content that's the stuff that we love the content is solid um, it's so relatable these are actually the exercises that me and some of my teammates do now on a regular basis and have done um, throughout our entire lives but the whole aspect of really building this large business is scary. You're right. There's a lot of things that I don't know. But what I, I keep coming back to and I keep reminding myself, you know, if I look at myself today, today's Sunday, if I think about what I didn't even know on Wednesday, I am like so – I'm learning so much 
so fast and I'm picking <laughs> it up so quick that as you start to uncover these different things that you thought you didn't know, you realize that those things were paralyzing because of the fear of not knowing them. And the more you uncover these things that you don't know and you break down these walls and break through these barriers, you build that confidence and you realize you really are capable of doing anything. So beyond the content of the product, we're really building a community that is gonna have a massive reach. It's gonna have a really, really massive reach and we're not scared to attack it full force. So I'm confident you know, in the positivity of what we're doing every single day by learning is really just gonna keep rolling forward. And my advice that I'd give to anybody that feels like they're just not equipped to do it is take the first step, something I've learned recently. Take the first step, even if you fail, you're going somewhere. You know, if you don't do anything and if you look at where you've been in your entire life, you know, you can always be paralyzed by fear. Take the first step, learn something about yourself, and you'll be in a different position to make your next move. So you got to take action. You know, you need to do it soon and it needs to be um, an action that really pertains to what you want. And that's the only way to learn. I always say that the time between idea and then action needs to be so short. Because mm -hmm. if you allow that idea to sit there and you let self-doubt in and you let the voices of others in, and then there's just this big fear, you know, this cloud that hangs over your head that allows you to never actually even take action. So that's why I, and I can give a lot of examples of this, have had a lot of ideas. And then I've let them sit there because I thought, oh, I don't know how to do that. So I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. And then I never took action on it. I love that you said... If you have an idea and you you feel like you don't know something about it, take action as soon as possible because you might realize, hey, maybe this isn't my jam and then you don't do that, but you know that so much quicker. And then it's not this big ambiguous question mark. It's something that you know is a fit for you and then you can move on or you know it is a fit for you and you can pursue it. So I that's yeah. incredible advice and that's something I try to focus on too with, with different projects and different ideas is to... Just freaking take action on it. <laughs> yeah, do something, right? Anything. It's so much easier said than done. Yeah, but true. So you're getting you're getting ready to leave on the Kellogg tour, mm -hmm. and tell me a little bit about what that is, and then you're going on tour. What and I want to know what that does as you're traveling to your online business and how you manage being on the road and being a full time entrepreneur. Yeah, so I'm leaving on the tour, and basically what we do is we tour the country. We live on a tour bus and we do different shows or performances at different cities all around the country, sometimes multiple shows in one city in one day. So it's definitely a fast-paced lifestyle. Um, I'll just give you a, a little rundown of how it goes. We perform from 7 p.m. to about 9. We do a meet and greet after the show. We're on the bus by 11. It's usually a five-hour drive to the next stop. Get there at 4 a.m., get out of the bus, get into a hotel, sleep from 4 to 10, Wake up at 10, get a workout in, get a meal in, get back to the arena around 1.30 or 2, repeat. So it's definitely a fast pace. It's a great show. Um, it's a show with the entire women's and men's Olympic team, amazing athletes, uh, amazing choreographers that have put together the show. So it's really something that's awesome to see, especially if you're a gymnastics fan. But that, that fast-paced lifestyle, it's hard to keep up with what's passionate, uh, at least for me. So... I try to remember the principles that I just am not willing to compromise. For me, my principles that really suit my life are my fitness, my nutrition, and my business. And those are three things that I will never, never put to the side. So 
You know, a lot of people look at different tasks that they have in their life saying that they don't have time to do them. But I really look at it as, you know, everybody has the same amount of time in the day. It's how we delegate that time and what we stress as importance. I look at different variables or different things that I do throughout the day that don't add value. Um, I think that's been one of the biggest changes that I've made lately. If I write down everything I do from the second I wake up to the second I go to sleep and I circle the things that, that contribute nothing to what I want to accomplish, do I really need them in my life? And for me, that answer is no. And I've tried to eliminate, eliminate them. So I think that I live, you know, 98 to 99% efficiency, um, at least how I have been for the past couple of months. And being on the tour, it's really going to have to come down to detailed planning of when I can fit those things in. And then just remembering there's going to be times that it gets tough. Um, it's going to be really hard, but this is what I love. This is my purpose on earth. This is why I live. Um, and, and this is important to me. So, you know, I'm not going to, it's definitely not going to waver and I'm not going to let my, um, my variables or my important things or things that are important to me change at all. I, I don't think that you will either <laughs> just because yeah. I know that you are, you're so disciplined and, and you take things seriously mm-hmm. without taking yourself so seriously. Right. So <laughs> it's important. It's so important because I think sometimes when we are making big decisions and when we're doing big things like you, we we sometimes take ourselves so seriously that we forget to, you know, be grateful for the small things and enjoy the small things in life because mm-hmm. we're taking our business so serious. Have you ever gotten caught up in that where you're like, I'm on this path and I'm going to work, 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 work and, you know, nothing else matters? Because oh, yeah. I think that can be extremely unhealthy. Oh, well, definitely. You know, we, we talked about margins earlier. Um, yeah. And, you know, creating value in your life, like we said, is all about margins. When people just keep focusing on the one variable of value, you know, creating more gross profit or, you know, improving their business or improving their life in this way or making more money, you're really pushing that that side of things. But nobody's looking at keeping your, you know, your costs of goods or costs of operations low. That's how I always explain it. My costs of goods and costs of operations are the appreciation of the little things, of the tiny things, you know, and if you can really appreciate and value the tiny things, but you can create massive gross profit, whether that be monetary compensation or love or family or whatever it is for you, you create that massive gross profit, but appreciate the tiniest things. Look at that margin you've created. That margin is the value. That's the happiness. That's the goal. So I think we always have to stay humbled. Um, One thing that I always do in the morning is I wake up, um, I read some... it's four or five sentences that are really important to me that speak to me at that time in my life. And I remind myself of why I do what I do. And I think it puts me right in the mindset throughout the day. You know, I'm appreciative of so many things and I appreciate the opportunity to absolutely attack wholeheartedly my goal. You know, and when you look at things that way, you really can't lose. So it's that margin. And like you said, you got to appreciate the small things and that's probably the most valuable way to create that margin is always remembering that those things are important and we're just lucky to have this opportunity. We're blessed for real. Something you said about, about staying humble. And this was a question that I wanted to ask you about as far as all the things that you've accomplished. And I mean, you are an international gold medal athlete. You, you've, you have achieved a lot. How do you keep that from going to your head? And then how do you overcome ego 
but also staying confident? Yeah, so it's, it's a good question. I think a lot of people see that happening. I think a lot of times people look at these, these accomplishments, and these accomplishments are really just growths of some strong, small fundamentals, like we talked about earlier. And that's why when you have those strong fundamentals, they can carry over at any part in your life. So if you're a hard worker, um, if you're somebody that is able to stay dedicated and able to stay motivated, you could look at those three things, right? And you could put yourself in any situation, throw a couple years on it, and then you can turn into this large end result. I think the second you start looking at this large end result as this complicated process and nobody understands how to get, then people start getting a little bit overconfident. What I remind myself is I've had certain successes in my life, and the reason why I have is because of those things, right? And for me, it's, like I said, hard work, motivation, dedication. So as long as I just remember I have these strong attributes that give me the ability to succeed, it really... It kind of puts everything in perspective because instead of coming from a place of look what I have accomplished, it's look what I have had the ability to accomplish. And I just look at it as opportunity. So, you know, I've done these certain things that, that I'm proud of in my gymnastics and athletic career. And now I am really excited to kind of move that over. And I have, you know, done some successful things in my entrepreneurial career as well. So I'm just focusing on the things that are helping me get those results and appreciating the fact that I have them. What a great outlook. Because I think sometimes when you do get a small taste of success or a big taste of success, you somehow think that. Um, everything that has gotten you to that point has been all on you. Right. And I love, I love your mindset on that. And it also, you know, you are a part of a team, you're a captain of a team. Right. And so thinking of gymnastics as not a solo sport, but a team sport and thinking of entrepreneurship, not as a solo career, but as a team career. And that there are people that are constantly, you know, helping you and elevating you. And then in the meantime, you're elevating them. And I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in creating our success and our money and, and everything's about me, me, me. But then you also have to realize that there is a huge team of people that have gotten you to where you are, that have gotten to me where I am, and always to remember where you come from, as well as the people that have, have held your hand along the way. It's, it's so true. You know, you mentioned the team sport. I mean, a lot of people feel like their success is measured by how unsuccessful people around them are. And that's really not the case at all, especially in a team environment. Positivity and success breeds positivity and success. And we all know that, right? Everybody, everybody says that. If you want to elevate your life, surround yourself with people that you want to be like, so on and so forth. But that's what I try to remind myself of every day. If I can get my whole group, you know, my whole team or whoever I'm working with on a regular basis to achieve all of their goals, it's just going to help me achieve my goals more. So that's really the thing I think everybody has to realize realize there's enough in this world. There's enough abundance in this world for us all to appreciate and have fun. I mean, it's definitely not a competition by bringing everybody else down. So it's a good point you made. I, I think it's an important thing to focus on. For sure. For sure. It's not, we do not live in a world built around us. Not at all. You know? our, our world is not the most important world either. And no one is greater mm -hmm. or lesser than you. And that's a good thing to remember. Very true. So this has been, this has been an amazing episode. I absolutely agree with everything that you've said. I want to know what is the future for Brandon Wynn? What is, what is your, you know, online fitness entrepreneur life look like in a few years from now? And then how did you decide that? So the future for me 
And what my goal is, I've, like I said, I've written it out. I, I know the end goal, and I'm walking, taking steps backwards, and that's kind of what controls my day-to-day. -day. I want to affect as many people as I possibly can. Um, obviously, health and fitness is my field, and I see a huge need in that. You know, I have a ton of experience and the experience of my teammates as well, and I really want to help as many people as I possibly can. And I want to create a supportive community for those people to draw on others. I want this to be something that people don't feel is impossible anymore. You can make a difference. You can do it. You're capable of it. It can be done in a relatively short period of time. And the positive outcomes are seen so quickly that all you need is to take the first step. And I want to help people take that first step. So I see myself in a couple years. Um, creating that strong community. Um, at that point, I will. I hope I will have affected hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions, by that point. And um, I expect every step of the way to be something positive for me and something that I appreciate. And I just can't wait to see where it all goes. I can't either. I I can't wait to see where you are in five years and cheer for you every step of the way Thank you. because uh, you are you are achieving really big things and I see that in you as well as the compassion that you have for helping others and having a servant heart mm -hmm. versus making everything about you and your success and uh, that was immediately one of the, the first things I noticed about you I'm like oh I'm going to be friends with him I'm going to be <laughs> friends with this guy because he he gets it you know and, uh -huh. and surrounding yourself in life with people who do get it and who do realize that it's about serving others at the end of the day. And so it's a beautiful true. thing that you are an online entrepreneur that can affect hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people with an online business and with mm -hmm. an online program. And that that is in 2016, that that's a possibility. Isn't that incredible? It's like that so just gets incredible. me so excited. I know. Me too. Yeah. That is so incredible. <laughs> the sky is the limit. So, um, I have one more question for you, but before I ask it, I would love for you to share where people can find you online. Yeah, so um, my social media handles. So my social media handle, my Instagram handle is Brandon Wynn Jim. So B R A N D O N W Y N N G Y M. Um, so I do a ton of informational stuff on there. Uh, I post my email. I answer questions that people have. A lot of people reach out to me with personal questions. I get back to them um, as much as I can. And I'm going to be doing a lot of promoting of the boot camp that I'm going to be launching soon, um, a free informational session that I'm going to be offering by way of webinar with one of my teammates who is an Olympian, two-time Olympian. We have tons of great information on there for people of all levels. Um, it's going to be beginners, intermediate, advanced, people looking to just make an improvement in their physique or improve their general functionality. We're really going to break it down and talk about all the things that have made us successful in our industry, and we're going to share that with you guys um, completely free by way of webinars. So follow me on social media. I'm going to be posting about it. You're going to know where to go, how to log on. We expect to have thousands of viewers. It should be an amazing event. Awesome. And I'll have that all linked up in the show notes as well. And when you launch your bootcamp, I will update the show notes and include that in there as well. So my last right. question for you, and before I ask it, I just want to acknowledge the positivity that you bring to the world and you are such a light to be around. And I absolutely cannot wait to see all the people that you positively get to impact. So thank you so much for being on the show. So my last question for you is, what does the laptop lifestyle mean to you? What it means is life can get complicated, 
it can get crazy, but your true passions and strengths always shine through no matter where you are or what situation you're in.